Hello and welcome to Hiccup, the podcast series that explores all things parenting and mum life. I'm Jen, aka Irish Mama Bias, and each week I'll be joined by a special mum guest. We'll have a chat, we'll answer some of your listener questions, and just have some fun. So sit back, relax, if possible, grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. In this week's episode, I chat to Neve, aka mammyblog.ie. We talk about her career as a freelance writer. We reminisce about old school social media. We also talk about how our little ones growing up can be tough at times and also the joys of toddler life. A big welcome to Neve to the show, um, aka the Mammy Blog. Hello, Neve. How are you today? I'm brilliant. How are you doing? I'm doing not too not too bad today. It's been a little bit hectic, but it's you know it's half eight now, so I'm I'm kind of winding down for the day. Totally, yes, me too. Like, what day is it? It's Thursday, so we're nearly there. We're we're nearly at the weekend. Oh, thank goodness! It's it's been a long one. It certainly has. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have been following you for a long time now, so probably nearly two years. You're probably one of the first people that I've kind of followed when I started my page on Instagram. Really? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm one of those, I'm one of those old dinosaurs of Instagram. That <laughs> I, um, I've been, I have actually been on it for years. Like the page, the mommy blog, it was my own personal page. Uh-huh. Um, first, you know, before, before Instagram was really a thing, like no one was really on Instagram. Yeah. I kind of just like followed celebrities and just saw what they you know just were following their kind of lives and yes I would like post random you know pictures of the dog or something like that but that was about it I didn't really get how it worked or anything like that and then yeah about a couple of years ago it just started to get kind of big and people just kind of I don't know we all sort of gravitated towards it so yeah um it's become it's become like the most uh, one of the most popular I think platforms now I think for our kind of age, yeah. people, you're you're a bit younger than me, but um, yeah, but you know, for, yeah, for our kind of age group, for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's the platform. I think that's the most positive, anyway. I find at the moment there's a nice vibe and there's a nice kind of community. I think um, of people on it. Generally speaking, you know, yeah. everywhere, <laughs> every corner of social media has the has trolls, a those, but. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram is fairly chilled I think and a nice space yeah yeah I totally agree with you definitely um you can kind of follow people that are in your kind of same area and you just know that that group is just going to be kind of friendly and you're not going to get any kind of negativity and kind of pick and choose yeah totally yeah what about in the past um for me it would have been like Facebook and I think before that it would have been like were you ever on Bebo oh god (laughs) we are showing our age now yes I was on Bebo like oh my god I it's weird how like you kind of in in lots of ways you remember things about Bebo you kind of forget what Bebo was like like I think you had a page and you sort of like spent a lot of time like designing your page and making sure it looked a certain yeah. way and you had like boxes and things you could put on it with like I don't know your favorite movies or your bands or whatever yeah. and then I, I can't remember exactly it was how many was it how many 
page views it had or something like that. It was like, I think it was hearts, like how many, how many loves or how many hearts. Yeah. (laughs) And then people would post things like, you know, log on to my page to see how you can, you know, dramatically improve your heart or something. And I would always fall for it and kick on it. And then I'd realize, oh, I've just given them an extra heart. No, totally. It was a very important part of life for a while. <laughs> yeah. The Debo page. And then it just fell off radar. It really did. Um, totally. Yeah. Like, I think I was in college around the time Debo was big. So I can only imagine the crapola I had up there, like really embarrassing college pictures and oh, wow. stuff like that. So I hope that it is in um, the virtual bin and it does never get resurrected. <laughs> I think it is. I think I've tried before to get back in, but it's it's not. I don't think it's, no, it's sort of like in Mean Girls when they're like, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Stop trying to make that people happen. It is, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, so good. So you have your website as well. So do you use your website a lot as well? I do. I'm an old school. Um, I'm an old school blogger. Um, and I, I think I will always, I will always blog, <laughs> even yeah. when I'm too old to blog. I will still blog. I have been. I'm a freelance writer, and I've, I've been writing all my life. But blogging, mm-hmm. I started blogging in 2009. Um, which only seems like last year, but actually it was, it's over a decade ago, which is terrifying when you think about it. <laughs> I mean, I still think the nineties were 10 years ago. Oh my God, um, I know. So yeah, I suppose I would be considered a veteran blogger or, you know, a, someone who's been blogging a very long time in one form or another. And um, mm-hmm. I haven't had the mammy blog for over a decade. That's only relatively new, but I, I have been blogging. Yeah. For, for a really long time. And I, I just love. I love everything about it I love I love the freedom of self-publishing and yeah. you know you can you can write about whatever you want um and it can be very personal mm-hmm. writing which I think sometimes is the most fulfilling type of writing you know there's no there's no demands on it you're totally free to write what you like yeah um and yeah I just as, as an outlet I love it so therapeutic um, it really is, yeah, yeah, and and definitely with with the mommy blog, over the last couple of years, it's been it has been like it's like an open diary. It's like it's like a form of therapy, um, mm-hmm. for me, which has been great, and and I love it, yeah. And I don't get to blog as often, um, as I would like to. <laughs> a little bit busy, <laughs> yeah, with the two smallies and COVID and all that crack. Um, so I think that's probably one of the reasons kind of gravitated towards Instagram because I guess it's what you call micro blogging and you know you can still write but it's sort of a shorter more immediate kind of platform um but my heart definitely is in the blog yeah that's where and I love reading other people's blogs I I like I love long form blogging you know it's just I can if you have the time to sit down and if you, you know, sometimes I'm scrolling through things and I save them for later and, you know, maybe at the weekend I get a chance to sit down with a cuppa and read through all these lovely long blogs that I saved during the week. And it's wonderful. It's like buying a newspaper or a magazine. And you it really is. And, yeah. Sink your teeth into it. And um, there's, I mean, there's just so much good stuff out there um, on every topic, if you could imagine. And I, I love it. I, I think it's in terms of, 
of writing. I think, you know, blogging and self-publishing really has, it has revolutionized um, the way we, the way we read things and the way we write things and mm-hmm. let people, you know, there's so many good writers out there um, who maybe didn't have an outlet, yeah. you know, until recently. And it's great. I, I, I love, I love sitting down and reading um, all those bits and pieces. So yeah, I'm, I'm very much a, a blogger at heart yeah <laughs> that's it that's an interesting way to look at it. it is kind of like our like versions of reading magazines or yeah. whatever these days because I don't I don't really very often go out and buy a magazine now it's I'm the same I couldn't tell you the last time I went to like a, an Ethan's or a news agent mm-hmm. and bought a magazine and there was a time in my life when I would have like yeah, me when too. I was a teenager or early 20s I would definitely have bought at least one magazine a month you yeah. know, or maybe more. Now, I could, honest to God, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a magazine. Maybe the last time I was on an aeroplane, which was way yes. before I had children. <laughs> that, <laughs> Too that's long. the only times I would actually buy a magazine or even reading one is probably the only time I would do it is in the hairdresser. You know, yeah. and I can't do that at the moment with COVID. That's um, it. You know, they'll, they'll just drop a load of magazines in front of you and you're like ooh excellent <laughs> <laughs> um but they tend to be kind of gossip magazines yeah you know? they don't tend to have like you know magazines with lots of nice features that you can read and stuff mm-hmm. um, um but yeah I I, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you like what the big magazines are these days I mean are probably gone I mean apart from the, the big stalwarts like Vogue or yeah um the ones that are always going to be around like I know there was a load of good Irish magazines and I, I don't know if they're still even going um maybe they're online now I I, I don't know but it's, it's definitely it all that has changed hugely um, yeah it really has it's in, 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 a, in a short relatively short space of time as well it's, it's it's bonkers I know there was a magazine I can't remember the name now but it was an Irish magazine I think it was only like two euro or something but I went yeah. through reading that for a while but I don't yeah. think it exists anymore probably doesn't no yeah. which is kind of sad in a way like I, I I I was I was the sort of person who loved the smell of a magazine you know or a newspaper and, and the feeling of turning the pages I, I do kind of miss that um, and when it comes to books like I love reading an actual book in my hand I love I love the the feel Me of too. that um, I did kind of try and go with the whole kindle thing um for a while and it is good, like if you're going away or something, you can have a load of books on it. But if you're sitting in bed, you know, it's not the same. Something. No, it just isn't. And I, I think I don't know what it is. It's this, I don't know. It's this, maybe it's a psychological thing. I just like having yeah. like the sound of the pages turning and breaking the spine of the book, and yeah, um, even the smell of the, of the book is nice. You know, I the know. feel of her, and it's all weird sort of stuff, but. It's just something nice about it. Yeah. Um, so I hope I hope they don't ever disappear now onto the digital. I don't um, think so. I think yeah. people are. I, I think hope, it's yeah. It seems kind of like a fifty-fifty thing. Well, maybe not even fifty-fifty, but there's you've got people that are like diehard Kindle people yeah, now, and true. then other people that are just like no books forever, book forever. Yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're in sync here. <laughs> <laughs> jink, jink, jink. <laughs> And what about your your freelance writing work? Have you got like a specific um, like niche that you're in or is it like all different topics? 
all different topics. I think that's probably why I like kind of freelance writing so much. Like I've I've written <laughs> I've written on everything and 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 everything really for a whole load of really different publications. You know, I there was a time in my life where um, horses were a big part of it. I started mm-hmm. horse riding when I was nine. So up until I had children, horses were my life. Um, they they were a huge part of my life so I I did a lot of um, writing around kind of the horse world so I wrote for like the Irish Field which is a very big um, newspaper um, in the horse world and I wrote for Horse and Countryside magazine which is like a glossy monthly magazine that was sold in Ireland the UK and Northern Ireland so a big a big kind of publication but I did all different sorts of things for them I, I did fashion and beauty you know as well as kind of interviews with, with people in the horse world and wow um yeah and then like I've written for loads of different kind of publications like um bits and pieces for the ultimate maternity guide and uh RSVP magazine and every mom and so a lot cool. of parents parenting stuff more recently Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose as my life has changed, my kind of interests in terms of writing have also changed. Um, yeah. But then I, as well as the freelance writing, I'm, um, I'm a freelance copywriter. So I write, um, I write copy for, for clients, for like uh, small to medium enterprises. So Excellent. like um, writing their blog for them or web copy or managing their social media or newsletters or you know product copy anything and anything really they need written um so with that I've written an awful lot of different in different areas as well which is great so I guess you know every day is different you don't know who you're going to be writing for next which is great um and I I like I like the diversity of that yeah it's Um, so interesting yeah, and I know that there's people out there who, who's, who write on one particular area and, you know, really hone in on that. And there's a lot to be said for that. But I, I just like the diversity of writing on, on kind of different topics. Yeah. Um, but, but having said that, I think parenting definitely has kind of, it has crept in more and more. <laughs> my writing, obviously. <laughs> had no choice. <laughs> you other bits and pieces and you have no choice and you kind of think before you have kids you think you know that won't kind of happen to me but it does and you yeah. to take over your life every single facet of your life um and you know it comes out in everything including you know your writing yeah um, so yeah it's 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 been it's been a big change for sure but writing has been a big part of it for me as well yeah which is you know which has been great um that I've had that kind of outlet Amazing. I saw yesterday or today, I'm not sure you had a post up about um, you and your four year old and feeling like a little bit, you know, emotional about thinking of the future. Yeah, I really, it was so strange. Like I'm, I think maybe it's because I know this is the last summer before he starts school Mm -hmm. and he's starting school in September and um, like it was a nothing day. Like it was, you know, it's not a day that's going to stand out it was we did nothing exciting you know um did the usual like we went to a playground or whatever and then we went to the beach in the afternoon and he he was running around and digging and you know just the normal stuff but he just he's just so happy and he was kind of singing to himself and like talking about poo which he thinks is hilarious (laughs) 
and like running around with a big shovel and like oh look at this mummy and look at this rock and I was just sitting there thinking god you know this is so lovely um yeah we haven't a care in the world um we're sitting here on the beach you know he's no homework or he's no problems to deal with other than you know me saying it's time to go home or whatever yeah. you know there's no no big drama going on in his life there's you know I am pretty much the center of his world the family is the center of his world um you know he has a few little friends but that's it you know the world hasn't really gotten to him yet he's yeah still, he's still kind of mine you're um, his best friend yes and he still wants to be around me and go places with me and yeah I just thought god it's lovely um and I just I started to just get I started to kind of think of the future and think, you know, pretty soon there'll be days when he doesn't want to be around me. Yeah. He won't want to go anywhere with me. And we'll, you know, we might be arguing with each other and he'd have much bigger worries, you know, than just the simple things in life. And, you know, he'd be exposed to social media and smartphones and all these things. And I just, oh God, I just thought, Jesus. And I, I don't know, I just felt really kind of emotional and I was sort of like oh stop growing kind of thing and I know yeah I feel like I almost feel like I'm not enjoying these normal mundane days enough you know I feel like it's going by too fast yeah and I can kind of see myself in the future you know kind of dealing with a a teenager slamming doors and I'll be thinking back to you know the time when he was three or four and you yeah. know wishing I could go back there and I just I feel like it's I feel like I'm not enjoying this time as much as I should you know it's, because I do my fair share of, of giving out because same <laughs> it, of course it is hard you know it is it is tiring and it is stressful in its own way but it there is such an innocence about them at this age and I just I just want to keep it I know like this it's just such a beautiful precious I don't know innocent is the only way I can describe it you know like as I say, poo is the worst word he knows and it can be hilarious, you know, and it can be used in any way and in any sentence and it's so funny and it's just so innocent. And yeah. yeah, I just I just want to keep them I just want to keep them like this little little cuties, but I know I, I know. And I just I guess I'm just becoming aware that come September it's a big change, you know. I know it's only, you know, junior infants, but um It's the start of Still, it's the start of the world getting its hands on him, and I'm just like, no, it's too oh. soon. Um, yeah, so relatable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. I don't know. Sometimes I do. Um, I think for the most part, I'm quite cynical, or I think that's how I come across on Instagram. <laughs> but I, I do. I am actually a complete softy. Like, oh my god, like. And yeah, I don't know. I was just feeling soppy yesterday, which was no, that's <laughs> which is why I wrote that post. Oh, it's it's so it's so like just like a conversation I would have with myself in my head as well. It's like you want them to grow up and know. you know see them grow up, but at the same time you don't. <laughs> I don't. I know, and it's so weird. Like it's just I I just love them at this age. I really do. Um, yeah. Of course, I've, I I. I don't know what it's going to be like when he gets older, you know. Um, I, I have this fear of the teenage years. I mean, I'm, I'm dreading having a teenager in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think it's going to be hor- a horrific few years. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard going. <laughs> it's going to be tough going. 
um yeah so I'm just I guess yeah I'm not looking for I'm just want to bury my head in the sand for the, for all of that I really do um so yeah oh, we, I, can, I we can do it we can do it we have no choice <laughs> yeah we know we, we no have choice. To. <laughs> okay on the on that theme of dealing with these little emotions and big emotions I've got the the listener question Oh so, Lord, right. So I'm just gonna read this one out to you, okay? I'm kinda I'm kinda nervous about this, I have to say. Don't worry, don't worry. You got it. <laughs> okay. So the question is, how do I manage my toddler tantrums? Could I get some tips or ideas to best ease them when they are annoyed, frustrated, and angry? I just find it hard some I just find it hard sometimes when they cannot communicate their needs to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh to- I I feel I could have written this myself. Um, yeah, well, like at the moment, so I've got um, I've got a four and a half year old and we're sort of we're out the other side. Thank God of toddler of tantrum land. But yeah. Luke is 20 months and we're right like right. bang at the start of, oh, my God, like the tantrums and the moaning and the stamping of the feet and the throwing of the little body around the place and the screaming and the oh my god oh, like, the moaning just, is just oh but like the anger you know like the stamping of the feet you know when something doesn't go his way and the, you know it's just total um totally like expressing himself the only way he can yeah with his body you know <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah like I can remember um with my eldest we went through a really rough <laughs> A rough few months um kind of around this age and it seemed to last for ages until he was you know two and a half at least. Yes. you know on and off it was really bad um so I guess from my experience what I would say I know every every toddler is different but I think fundamentally they are the same um <laughs> for me what I found was it tended to ebb and flow so there were times when there was just periods where we'd have like day or you know or some a crazy number um and this would go on for a few days or even a few weeks and then it kind of there'd be a calm period mm. and things would be okay so i i do believe they're going through like developmental changes or whatever it's called i know there's that wonder week app for when they're babies and that stops when they reach one yeah anymore no that's it that it's done then um <laughs> but yeah but but I do think they're going through whether they're growing spurt or they're learning something new or whatever it is. And I, I do think the, the, the tantrums get worse. Mm. So I think for this person, maybe you're just going through one of these particular periods where things are bad and yeah. just know that things will ease off again in a little while. Um, for me, what like what I did <laughs> with the tantrums, a lot of the times when they were at home, I found them easier to manage. Um, I would generally speaking, like, you know, he sometimes would kind of throw himself on the floor and do what I called a silent protest. Yes. yes. <laughs> and sort of like throw himself at my feet. See like this. Kind of, you know, <laughs> to kind of, yeah, get across his displeasure. Um, and I, at the start, I kind of found that quite challenging, I, you know, because it's such a physical thing that they're doing. But eventually you kind of learn, you know, what they're at. And it got to the point where I just literally walked over him. <laughs> and went you know into the kitchen and continued on making the dinner or whatever it was and he'd, he'd get up and look around and he'd run in and throw himself in front of me you know where yeah. I was standing next repeat performance so kinda, yeah 
so you kind of get wise to it you know a lot of it is just it, it passes very quickly but I would say like when they are full on like having meltdown and screaming and roaring or kicking and or on the ground it can be really really stressful especially when you're out like I would dread going out alone with him like to do the shopping or to mm-hmm. the cafe or anywhere really because there was a period of time where wherever we went there was a meltdown like yeah you know if we went to a playground that was grand he'd be in the playground but when we had to leave it was like no you know and there'd be this big meltdown and I would dread it or yeah if I was in the supermarket and you know I'd have to give him like a million snacks off the shelf you know to keep, him, oh to keep him amused here have a roll here have this you know and if he couldn't like grab the eggs off the shelf and, and throw them around the place there'd be a meltdown and I would just I just got really anxious about it because I felt like people were judging me and you know people were looking at me and I thought I'm gonna have to abandon the trolley here and just pick him up and leave and stuff yeah. like that or if I was in a cafe you know it was really going out to a cafe was difficult because he'll only he would only sit in the high chair for so long that's it when they're done they're done then yeah and it's only natural they want to get out and crawl around or walk around whatever it is they want to do and um, so I would say like to this person it, it sounds counterintuitive but try and just try and just calm down about the whole thing I know that's really hard to say especially when they're in the throes of it I know, know what you're that, saying though know that it, it will end if they can't they won't go on like this forever I know it feels like forever when they're screaming and all that stuff it, it's gonna it's gonna go as quickly as it came so just try and go to a zen place in your head yes <laughs> and know that no one is judging you no one is looking at you if anything people are probably smiling going jesus i know how you feel you know, exactly don't, like don't worry about any of that if you have to abandon your trolley abandon your trolley don't don't feel you know anyone's going to judge you or whatever it is do what you have to do if you have to just pick them up and leave and go do it and um, don't feel under any pressure i have left places you know carrying him surfboard style under my arm many a time Same. But sometimes you have to and just put them in the car and just try and take a few deep breaths and go and 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 they pass and if you can distract them at all distract them and have a few little toys or a few little snacks or something in your bag like I'm finding with Luke at the moment distraction is really working and you know he's having meltdowns over like things like tiny things but obviously to him they're really important things and you know like he's drinking from little um baby um water bottles at the moment you know those little yes with the sports top and he's finding it difficult to pull the top up to drink from them mm-hmm. he so he, he there's times he can't do it himself but when I offer to help him he goes oh yeah um, he wants you know, to do it so himself he wants to do it himself so there's times like that where I have to just kind of distract him with something else and then he does he does get out of it he does yeah. kind of, but it, it's a red miss moment you know you can't you can't sometimes you just can't distract them it's like yourself when you flip your lid there's just something just comes over you and yeah you know toddlers have no other way really to communicate other than flipping your lid sometimes <laughs> they've no they, they can't like, they I love it. you know they can't really talk to you properly all they can use is their body and their voice and in their mind you know it's perfectly legitimate to go apeshit if your mother gives you the pink cup instead of the green cup or whatever you know um and I think once you understand that you're much calmer about the whole thing you know and you kind of say yeah okay no worries and you know just try and distract them or know that it'll pass 
or it even seems counterintuitive, but give them a hug. You know? Yeah. Sometimes Luke is just going like apeshit at the moment over tiny things like that. And I, I, you know, my instinct is to go, ah, you know, stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of stop myself and I either, I walk away from the situation. I walk, you know, I, I go over into the kitchen or something like that and take a few deep breaths. Or I go over and I get down on his level and I just give him a hug. And I hug him. And yeah, and it works. And it works. Mm. You might get sort of bashed a little bit. <laughs> if kind of going, Don't touch oh. me. <laughs> yeah, like there's this initial, oh, you know, put me down. How dare yeah, you hug yeah. me sort of thing. But it does actually, it does actually work. Um, and, you know, if you have something else to distract them, like a, I'm a big believer in a snack. I never leave the house without like a <sighs> snacks of are key. or packet of Liga, you know, or something um, or a Hot Wheels car. Um, those things I have found to be invaluable. Nice. But just know that it will pass. And I know that is not helpful when you're going through the shit storm. Um, yeah. But it does. There, you, it is amazing, like, with my eldest, as I said, we went through a really, really tough time with meltdowns. And I just thought, is this ever going to end? Like, yeah. am I ever going to be able to go somewhere with him and not have it not result in a meltdown? And then I don't know what happened, but it, it was almost like click of the fingers. I think it was kind of when he turned three. He just, I don't know things started to change he became just calmer mellowed out a little bit yeah and you could go places with him and really by kind of three and a half you know onwards he has been the best company like oh my god it's a pleasure to go places with them go to a little cafe or just go out and you have little chats and he's like yeah he's this little person and it's, yeah you know and it's lovely and there's no there's no aggro I mean there's sometimes there's aggro well, generally speaking compared to toddler aggro it's, it's so chilled out and you're having your little chat and it's, it's lovely and I never thought I would get there you just <laughs> gotta ride it out until you yeah, get there and it's really hard and I know like if someone had said that to me when I was in the middle of this absolute like meltdown madness I would have probably punched them in the face and said <laughs> what are you crazy I'm so helpful like I like I need help now but it, it will pass yeah, I know, that's right. But I promise you, and I love that this little toddler is going to turn into a great little person very, very soon. And you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna love going places with them and doing things, and they will get a little bit of reason. And I think once you can reason with them, even a little bit, um, it's a lot easier, you know. Yeah. Um, so hang in there. I know it's tough. I love it. it. Really is, and there's no one like you know. You can't laugh it off. It is really hard. Like it, it wears you down when you have multiple meltdowns a day. It, yeah, it's hard going. You know, especially if you're on your own with the kids all day or kids. All day. It's it's hard. Yeah, it wears you down really, for sure. Really wears you down, and um, it's very difficult to keep your head. You know, when this little unreasonable creature is like roaring at you for. I know. Know, giving them the wrong cup or whatever it is they're tiny um, but they can really they can oh, really chip at you <laughs> they push every button you have and then some um you know but it, it's a promise it could get better amazing yeah. okay yeah. well we've got a few minutes left here now so i'm just going to ask you one more question um yeah. i'm going to ask you who is your mumspiration so like a mom that you're kind of it doesn't have to be online or friend or who's kind of your mom inspiration at the moment 
Oh, God. Um, <laughs> on the spot, sorry. <laughs> on the spot. I suppose there's a few. It's a kind of naff to say my own mum. Huh. No, um, that's lovely. I, I think, like, you kind of, you only really understand, I think, how amazing your own mum is sort of when you become a mum. You know, like, I think I kind of, I didn't, I don't, I didn't really get how, how, you know, much work she put in and how much self-sacrifice you know, she went through and um, until I became a mum myself. And I literally like, it's, it's really only in the last, you know, couple of years, I've, I've sort of gone, wow, you know, you were an amazing, amazing yeah. mum. And I, I really understood like all the things, you know, she did. And I mean, she didn't have, you know, self-care or spa weekends or any of that. Like <laughs> that didn't, you know, she didn't have any of that. She was a mum in the 80s. You know? Yeah, she I, just did it. <laughs> She just did it, and you know, um, she never, she didn't have social media to go on and complain about things, or you know, she she wouldn't have had a huge village around her either. Yeah. Um, you know, and she did everything for us, and literally, like she would say, "Once you guys are happy, I'm happy." And That's lovely. Say, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever, mom. You know, or she'd say, say things to me like, "You know, then you you could rob a bank, and I'd still love you." And I'd be like, "Yeah, whatever, mom." <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're that age, and like, yeah like stop it mom it's the embarrassing now you're like wow I'm like I totally get that you know um and it's the exact same with my kids you know they could rob a bank or worse and I yeah yeah, I'd be be disappointed and angry but I would still love them completely um yeah and just all the you know just things she sacrificed you know for her uh, for us you know and she didn't get to do you know wonderful nice things you know for herself or anything like that she did dedicate her life to her kids um that's and it's so just, nice if I can if I can do even I don't know an eighth of what she did I'll be doing well so yeah that's the sweetest answer ever so okay. nice <laughs> I'm getting teary teary <laughs> God, I don't know what's wrong with me. I must, I must be, I don't know, I'm a bit hormonal or something. Oh, it's it's luck. It's been a rough, it's been a rough year for all this. It has, hasn't it? Yeah, I think we're, we're coming out the other side. Yeah. God, which is great. Yeah. Well, I just have to say thank you so much for coming on here. It's been thank so nice to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I really enjoyed the last episode. I have to say, I had it on in the car and I was like nodding along. And like yeah. saying yes and no, and like it was like I was in the conversation with you guys, so I loved Aww, it. So I can't wait so to hear the rest. It's really good. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's going to love listening to your episode as well. Definitely, oh, no. hopefully, hopefully they Fingers will. Crossed. They will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to end it there. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram at Hiccup Pod. For news and updates, check out www.irishmamabias.ie slash hiccup. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast streaming app.